Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. I totally forgot Fritch was out the next couple days. Yeah, she's out uh, today and tomorrow, and then uh, Jen's off, and so we have a special guest today. Molly's with us. Hello. Hello, Molly. She's She's the first one here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It was one of those things where anytime I do mornings, which is, you know, a handful of times throughout the year, here and there, it's like this fear that I'm going to oversleep sleep through because I'm not used to getting up at, you know, 4.30, so. Yep, same. Just kept checking the time, checking the time. <laughs> you like, get over right, that fear pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm rolling on in here. Now, I told Molly <laughs> when I came in, I, f- I forgot Fritz was out, so I'm dawdling and I'm taking my sweet time. I'm thinking, eh, well, I'm a little late, but no big deal. And then uh, when I texted, the drive-through line was a little extra slow, so it just was that perfect storm. And then Tim texted me back, which for whatever reason it hit. I'm like, oh man, she's out the next couple days. <laughs> all good. <laughs> so I was thinking you were by yourself, and I forgot that you were coming yeah, in, and I just right. completely forgot everything. But uh, we're getting it together. Yeah. Why were you here so early? It's a special day. Yeah. Do tell. It's waffles. Yeah. What about them? They've got Worldwide. Today is International Waffle Day. Ooh, ooh, waffles. It is a breakfast treat, and it has its own day. International Waffle Day. International Waffle Day. It's a holiday that first began in Sweden to mark the beginning of spring. Let there be waffles. Okay, it's showtime. Actors who had to fight really hard for a role got it, and then the role became iconic. Get to that story here in a bit. Also, Sarah Gilbert revealing her first kiss and who's with the answer might surprise surprise Tim. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. But first, uh, what do you say we begin this hour Z News? With Jay Leno this morning. Yeah, Jay Leno is apologizing for decades of anti-Asian jokes dating from his early career through his Tonight Show days. Up to as recently as the 2019, uh, Amer- when he was uh, guest judging America's Got Talent, he made cracks about Koreans eating dog meat. So he apologized about that. The Asian slash dog meat thing was one of his go-to punchlines for many years. But now, in the wake of the rising violence against Asian Americans, Jay is apologizing. He's saying, quote, I genuinely thought them to be harmless. He says he was often making fun of our enemy, North Korea. And like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. Uh, There was a prevailing attitude that some group is always complaining about something, so don't worry about it. Um, Whenever we, he says, whenever we received a complaint, there would be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or screw them if they can't take a joke. Right. 
Too many times I sided with the latter, even when my heart knew it was wrong. So some are classifying this as kind of a non-apology apology. Yeah. And then there you know, are others freaking out about cancer, cancel culture coming to Jay. Um, he's facing pressure from an activist group called MANA, the Media Action Network for Asian Americans. They've been after him for almost 15 years for all of his Asian jokes. But he does seem genuine about this. He said, quote, I personally am issuing this apology. I do not consider this particular case to be another example of cancel culture, but a legitimate wrong that was done on my part. Mana has been very gracious in accepting my apology. So, uh, by the well, way, that's good. Jay's going to be hosting a new version of the game show. You bet your life it will premiere in syndication this fall. Yeah, I mean, I've heard Senek say that he's only apologizing because cancel Cancel culture is threatening to take his career away. Maybe he was feeling the heat. But, you know, you got to give him credit for admitting that he was wrong and that he should have done better. And not just saying, well, it was a different time or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Hey, if it's genuine, you, you got to accept him for his face value. He's, there. Uh, that's legit- he's legitimately there. trying to make it right. Mm-hmm. Give people an opportunity to grow. By the way, the WWE Network is now part of the Peacock streaming service, and that means NBC is going over all of its content and getting rid of things that might be problematic. And two things in particular are already gone. Uh, The first is a match between Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown from WrestleMania Six in 1990. Brown was a black man, and Piper painted half of his body black for the match, and Piper was the good guy. Uh, The other is a horrible attempt at comedy from 2005. In a backstage segment, WWE boss Vince McMahon is trying to be hip with John Cena by cheerfully calling him my N-word. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. As McMahon struts away, we see two black performers, wrestle, uh, wrestler Booker T and his wife Charmel, just standing there shocked. Booker says to his wife, quote, tell me he just didn't say that. Ooh. So that's an example of... Uh, you know, another example of us kind of rethinking and taking a closer look at our past actions and things that were said before. Some business news. I uh, saw so the Southwest Airlines is doing away with social distancing. It has decided to return to its pre-pandemic boarding procedures. I think the real story here is that Southwest is claiming that they have boarding procedures. <laughs> Regal Theaters will begin reopening early next month and will show the new movie Godzilla vs. Kong. And I gotta say, I didn't realize until just now how much I missed walking out of movies. A massive cargo ship got spun around and stuck in the Suez Canal, blocking more than 100 ships. (laughs) If you look closely, the ship is a tiny bumper sticker that says student driver. So, I mean, come on. A teacher in Britain was recently suspended for two years after he said his female students dressed like, quote, prostitutes and Kardashian clones 
And then another year for adding, I meant it as a compliment. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. We're going to have some rain this morning and then a break before some of the more severe stuff tonight. Uh, they're expecting sometime after 10 o'clock when things get really nasty. They got uh, high wind warnings from 10 p.m. tonight through 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll see a high of 67 today, right now 50 at Cincinnati's Q102. I was uh, saying that uh, you learned some pretty interesting things on the Drew Barrymore show because I guess yesterday we learned that Sarah Gilbert's first kiss was Drew Barrymore. Uh, it happened together when they starred in the 1992 movie Poison Ivy. I forgot that Sarah Gilbert was in that movie. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen ago. that movie. I'm over here like, wait a minute, what movie is this? Oh, yeah, you should watch that some night. Yeah. The script called for them to kiss, so they decided to practice in their trailer. And uh, Sarah said Drew was, quote, the coolest person I ever met at the time, while Drew said the kissing was, quote, kind of fun. They continued to reminisce about those days, and Sarah remembered Drew dancing on the hood of her Jeep. She said, quote, you were a wild child, but in the best possible way, I was impressed, and I still am. That's cool, cool that you could, like, maintain a friendship that yeah. many years, yeah. even though maybe you don't hang out every day. You got that shared history and fond memories. and That sounds like it's one of those connection. relationships. Like, uh, like I know you and I, Jeff, talk about friends from our past where we haven't talked or seen and. You know, years, and then you just pick up like nothing ever. Those are the best. Yeah, those right. are the absolute best people. Yeah, like no time has passed. Exactly. You know? uh, some other things we came across this morning. Um, one of Ricky Bobby's sons from the movie Talladega Nights has passed away. This was really sad yeah, news. Uh, the guy's sad. name is Houston Tumlin, who played Walker Bobby. And I guess he took his own life on Tuesday. He was just 28 years old, but here's a scene if you don't remember his role. I can't hold my tongue. These kids are my grandchildren, and you are raising them wrong. They are terrible boys. Shut up, Chip. I'm going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey. Go on. Chip, you brought this on, man. Greatest generation my Tom Brokaw is a punk. What is wrong with you? Oh, I love that movie. I haven't seen that in quite some time. Uh, I know. And uh, that was his only acting credit. As recently as 2015, he was reportedly serving in the Army's 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell. And he's also worked some other jobs like repairing telephone lines. But, uh, yeah, I guess he was he was living in Pelham, Alabama. And uh, no note was found, so no one seems to know why. But uh, we're really sad to hear that sad. this morning. Yeah. Also this morning, BuzzFeed has an interesting list. Actors who had to fight for a role, and now it's so iconic, you can't even imagine anyone else anyone else handling that role. Um, and there are 17 on the list. I won't go through all of them, but there were just some notables on there that I thought were interesting, like Lady Gaga. Uh, I don't know if you heard Lady Gaga and Star is Born, Bradley Cooper. We all know that Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. wanted Lady Gaga the whole time, but the studio did not. And she ended up getting an Oscar nomination as a result. Uh, Aaron Paul on Breaking Bad, the show's creator, Vince Gilligan, wanted Aaron, but no one else liked him at first, and the guy ended ended up winning three Emmys. I think I can't picture that show without him. Without he makes the whole show. Yeah, he's great. Almost didn't get it. Wow. Uh, Patrick, so two roles in the movie Ghost: Patrick Swayze 
and Whoopi Goldberg almost didn't get those roles. The director wanted Harrison Ford to play Patrick Swayze's part, but Patrick fought for it because he loved the script so much. And that same director also wanted Tina Turner in Whoopi Goldberg's role. But Patrick Swayze, who fought to get his role, also fought for Whoopi Goldberg, and she ended up winning an Oscar. I could maybe see Harrison Ford in that role. Younger version. Of him. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. You know, like I, I could kind of see he's, he could, I think he's a good be, looking guy. Good looking guy. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy. The director had to fight for Dave because I guess his audition was a nightmare and the studio felt weird about having a pro wrestler. They didn't think he could pull it off. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, the Legally Blonde franchise is iconic. Uh, Reese was told, though, that she needed to be sexier to get the part. Apparently, the studio head had seen her in the movie Election. Did you see that movie? Mm-mm. It was with her and uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, it was kind of a sort of an independent cult favorite. More artsy-fartsy than, uh, than what yeah. Legally Blonde was maybe looking for. Right, and he'd seen her in that. But, I mean, it was still a comedic role, but I guess... He just thought she was a shrew after watching her play that role in election and didn't feel confident that she could pull it off. And uh, Mahershala Ali on True Detective, that role was originally intended for a white guy. Mahershala was offered a supporting role but fought to be cast as the main guy. And there you go. Iconic. And Lisa Kudrow on this list, too, for friends. Oh, my goodness. Can you can you picture Phoebe as someone else? No way. I mean, no one else could pull off Smelly Cat like Lisa Kudrow. That's right. So, (laughs) there are some examples. I don't know. You got anything else? I dressed as Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde for Halloween one year. Yeah, did you pull it off? Oh, heck yeah, I did. The the blonde hair and the pink suit and everything. (laughs) Where did you get the outfit? Did you have to buy the outfit specifically Uh, for the, or did you have that? You know what? I already had it. I'm embarrassed to say it was like a pink skirt and a pink blazer, and I wore gym shoes and just walked around the neighborhood and went trick or treating. Legally blonde. I loved that movie. Still one of my favorites. But yeah, she's great in that movie. Only other thing I got, Jeff, for E! News is that there's another one-hour special tonight, Harry and Meghan's American mm. Dream. If you need more royal Ooh. crap, it is on the CW at 8 o'clock. Really? I am obsessed with that right now, that whole situation. <laughs> I'm finding myself every day Googling, like, ooh, what's the update? What's, what's going up- on with the fam? What Gotta is it know. about that situation that seems to draw you in so much? You know, I think it's I think it's because I've kind of followed Harry and Meghan from day one. I remember Tori and I getting up at like four o'clock in the morning and we went and had mimosas at this bar and we, you know, did a Facebook live and we were so excited to see it. But um, I I don't know if it's intriguing because they've they've been hidden for so long that I'm just so fascinated with, you know, what's going on? Where have you guys been? What's kind of peeling back some of the layers? Members of the royal family tend to be sort of elusive. They're quiet. They don't say a whole lot. And when they do, it always seems very staged. So you don't get to see these chinks in the armor very often. Yeah. And it almost reminds you in a way of like the people on Instagram that have this like, you know, picture perfect. You know, I'm like, no, I want to see the real. Let's see the real stuff. See without the filter. Yeah, let's see without. Because you know, there's more going on there. Oh yeah, clearly. Yeah, after uh, Oprah's inter, I've been I've been obsessed with it. Kind of. So you get some more tonight. Do you get caught up in the fantasy of the royal family like a lot of Brits do? Like a lot of people who just sort of envision it as being something, imagining what that life would be like. I I think so. I also have a huge crush on Harry. I think Harry's adorable, and. 
Yeah, it's just this. I don't know. It's just, and you know what I need to do is I need to watch The Crown. I haven't watched that. Everybody is like, what are you doing? I need to watch it. So I think it's just this fascination. I like Meghan. You You like her? I I was going to ask you that. Because if you had a thing for Harry, how did you feel about his choice? You know, I've always kind of liked her. You know, I've I've followed them for years and I'm just kind of. Okay, what, you know, we got to watch The Crown. I, I do need you, to watch need it. To yeah, it. that's next on the queue to watch for sure. So I need to get on board. All right. Anybody else have anything on the E! News front? That's it. This is not headline news. Jay Leno has apologized for making decades of Asian jokes, but not for getting those six guys' jobs in the dancing Edos. Sharon Stone says she was tricked into doing nudity in Basic Instinct. As she slowly crossed her legs. The world may be facing a coffee shortage. So it looks like we're about to find out if that witty saying on your coffee mug is true or not. Cruise lines will resume service in June. Thank goodness we've almost forgotten what it's like to sit through a hack comic while battling norovirus. And Pope Francis has ordered cardinals to take a 10% pay cut. That explains the ornate robes worn by the guy who just delivered your DoorDash. This is not headline news. Yeah, so now you know what what's not headline news. How about some of the news that didn't make the news that we think probably should have? Because I find these stories very interesting. I'll give you some examples. Uh, eight things that are kind of lame that now feel like adventures a year after COVID. Also, what did you love as a kid but hate as an adult? It is Thursday, the 25th of March of 2021. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. I think we'd all agree that something like maybe riding a roller coaster naked would qualify as adventurous. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Tim has right. officially not, volunteered. Not the banshee. See? <laughs> Tim has volunteered as tribute. That bike seat thing is a little, you know, oh, I need a little more than that. A little uncomfortable. See, we don't need to do meetings here. They just come to us. <laughs> <laughs> New survey looked at what qualifies as an adventure now that we've all been cooped up for a year. And some of them are pretty iffy. But, you know, a year after COVID, we, we sort of see these as somewhat liberating. Uh, I'll give you some examples. Um... Trying a new recipe after COVID, 39% of us think that's adventurous. Eh. Yeah, you know what? No, I will say I've cooked a lot more post-COVID. Yeah, I would agree I with have that. a ton. And I don't were know. you a big cook before? Not really. No, I was more like, you know, grab Uber Eats, kind of yeah. grab and go, throw a salad together. Last night I made pe- uh, pesto chicken with a balsamic glaze. I had that the night before yeah! last night. Well, you and I have been talking about food a lot lately. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And you've kind of inspired me. Oh, yeah, we me. had a conversation. We did. did that inspire you? It really did. Oh, no, sweet. we talked. We talked for a long time about it the other day. But, no, I do feel like post-COVID, I for some reason, I'm cooking a lot more than oh, normal. I'll also say I'm, I'm down for a good cookbook. I got a lot of uh, Barefoot Contessa cookbooks, and she does a great job explaining everything but you can get on tiktok and watch a 45 second video i will say yes and yeah. all of a sudden you're like that's all i need to watch mm. i can do that and boom i'm making pasta bitch <laughs> you follow that guy that yes i do actually i do i do like that his stuff's good no, no there's uh good. have you done that pasta hack 
This Which is one? something you and Kristen. What's the pasta me. hack? This is something you and Kristen should try. So it's you take like a what is it like a block of feta, any kind mm-hmm. of cheese. Yeah. Put it in a pan with tomatoes. Drizzle it with oil, some pepper, some spices. Okay. Make your pasta separate. Okay, I'm kind of probably not going in order with this, but it's a big TikTok. She's giving us the TikTok version. That's the yeah. I'm kind of all over the place. I've seen it, but we have not done this. Okay, so we do have it. Actually, Freddie just made it on our TikTok page. Go follow us at WKRQ Q102. But uh, yeah, you you cook them separately, mix it all together. It's like a super easy. How'd Freddie's go? Freddie's looked amazing. He put spinach in there, Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of mix it all together. It's this huge trending thing on TikTok. I feel like easy. Just you know, even basic like some people. I'm not a gourmet cook, but I can follow a recipe. But it doesn't mean I necessarily have an instinct, a chef's instinct. Like some people, like Kristen has a chef's instinct. She has the palate. She has the tree. She went to a school where this is what she did all the time. You know, she's got that. And I, I, on the other hand, can survive. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got people like Jen who will burn water. <laughs> where do you fall on that spectrum? Okay. Uh, I will say, too, about Kristen, I always notice in her Facebook post, she's all about the presentation, too. She does a beautiful job with that. She's got that artistic eye. See, I'm like that with charcuterie boards. I like the presentation of charcuterie boards. But uh, I will say, I I don't know if it's my, uh, it gets overwhelming for me, but if I look at a recipe and it's like, 27 things i'm like nope when it's like okay you need to take your basil and and you know i'm like nah i want something that's like four things boom especially when they're calling for either ingredients or tools i don't own oh yes or already have Mm -hmm. i'm like this is too complicated can i find this at kroger (laughs) because if i can't find it at kroger and they have everything they have everything yeah yeah, i'm not gonna go to like some specialty gourmet place or sometimes if i don't know where it's at in the grocery store i'm like nope not even gonna not even going to attempt to. If, if I can't find it, <laughs> it's, it's not, not that important. Right. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, what else is considered adventurous now, a year after COVID? Watching a new TV show or movie. I almost feel like we're, we're more open to just about anything. We're craving entertainment. We're craving new stuff because we've cycled through so much of the, the standby stuff before that now we're just begging for new entertainment. I agree, yeah. Uh, taking the long way home. Ordering from a new restaurant, choosing a new book to read, staying up past your normal bedtime, trying a food that's spicier than you used to. Has anyone noticed that their tastes have changed in the past year? Like you're finding yourself enjoying different types of foods that you used to hate. I don't know. Or different Uh. flavors. Is there anything that you eat today? This is probably one of those, like, you know, I loved it as a kid, hate it as an adult, or I hated it as a kid, and now I love it as an adult. I will kind say of, that uh, as a kid, I didn't eat any anything from water, fish, seafood, crustacean, any yeah, sea bugs, anything, <laughs> nothing. Oh, see, I'm a it, seafood and fanatic, it, it, and it grossed me out—not the actual taste of it, just where it came from, sort mm. of thing. But as I've gotten older now, I, I I'll eat sushi, I'll eat fish, I'll eat crab or lobster, or shrimp. Did you always like spicy things? Uh, yeah, I've always done that I've, and yeah. pickled yeah, things pickled things that's grown but yeah i've always liked pickles and olives and anything soaked in vinegar but I, you know you, what do they say your taste buds change every seven years or something like that or right. refresh oh, that's themselves that's what do they, they like, say do they die like, some of them know. die off and then come back and i don't know what about you jeff have you had any different i hated vegetables my whole life as a kid growing up hated 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 you could maybe get me to eat like frozen peas and that was it you know and i had to be smothered in butter 
My, <laughs> my mother could never get me to eat spinach, so she would have to smother it in Italian salad dressing. Just and but the texture, I couldn't could barely get it down. Hated the smell of broccoli. Hated the smell of cauliflower. And now these are all things that. If I'm not if I'm not okay with it, I love it. Like I love asparagus. Used to hate asparagus, and I don't know. I can't explain it. It just maybe the, you know may, maybe as your taste buds die as you get older, you crave <laughs> any the, kind of all flavor. Left are the broccoli ones. <laughs> yes, sir. I kind of want those to come back. Just give me all the taste buds that like healthy things. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I was at uh, Court Street Lobster Bar. So I'm a kid who grew up in New England. You love if you didn't grow up in New England, you love seafood. I grew up in New England as a kid. I didn't love it. I would eat it because there was so much of it. But now as an adult, I crave it all the time. Is Ooh. that because my tastes have changed or because I moved away from the East Coast and now I miss it? Or Maybe is, it's like a nostalgic kind of thing. Yeah, or is your body telling you you need something with those nutrients? Yeah. That could you be know, it like too. something that's in fish, like I'm, I'm omega acids. I don't even know what the hell's in fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, but you're right. No, you're right. You know, the yeah. omega threes. Yeah. And I'm at a point in my life where I crave salmon. I could, I do eat it at least three times a week. I could probably have it every night and be fine. I almost think that's a guy thing. I think guys are content to eat the same thing over and over. They, you know, uh, mac and cheese. I could eat it every night. Yep. Be yeah. perfectly happy. Got some lunch meat. Make a sandwich. Totally yeah, cool. Yep. Peanut butter and jelly. Thank God for a partner in my life who's like, that's not <laughs> nutritious. You need to. You need more variety in your life. I was at Court Street Lobster Bar yesterday because it was the Great American Takeout. Wanted to do something local. Try a place I hadn't tried. It seems like everybody in the world has tried that place or been there or loves that place. And, and? I haven't. It was fantastic. I was so impressed with how fresh and the high quality. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're not near the source. But yeah, it was it's... wonderful. But what was most encouraging was seeing them put the tables out. Oh, like outside? They yeah. Have or... Oh, so, nice. And with the weather getting warmer, it's a matter of time before more people will be eating outside. And... Have you driven through OTR recently? Because you know how they voted to keep the outdoor seating at the yes. yes. Well, la- you know, last year it was just they put the construction cones around and that was the outdoor thing. Well, now they're building like these wooden platforms. That, that are will, more permanent. That'll sit in front of the restaurant. They give it a little more ambiance instead of just some construction cones and a tent. There is something yeah. almost kind of like French about European, it, you know, like European, yes. like I'm like, I've never been over there, but it just, it kind of gives off that vibe of, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, it, it's cool. I love it. I we love just need the that. weather to warm up and stay that way. And that's an example of one of the things that we, we perceive now as adventurous a year after COVID that before we probably wouldn't have given a second thought. It is 735 with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102 real quick. The average person, speaking of the pandemic and the shutdown and everything else, the average person who worked from home last year dealt with 230 tech issues. So do the benefits outweigh the bad parts? Because every time this topic comes up, we have people who love working from home and we have other people who feel very disconnected from their workplace, can't wait to get out of the house. They want to get back into the workplace. Seven out of 10 people say that the benefits of working from home, though, really did outweigh the negatives. But tech dominated the list of things we hate most about working from home, like having to use your personal computer for work, which is not the case for everybody, but it is for many. Your computer sucks, so software crashes while you're in the middle of something. Uh, In general, not having all the hardware or software to do your job that you had in the workplace. Dealing with tech support over the phone. 
having to start something over because of a tech issue. Think of how much time we waste because of a tech issue or something is loading slowly or it won't download and your day is ticking away and you're getting more and more frustrated. Or as you turn your computer on, it goes updating. Updating. Yes. With a, with a 1%. countdown. 1%. <laughs> <laughs> this may take a moment. Also, the distractions that come from working from home and having a sore back from working on the couch also made the top 10. But there were some perks that came from working from home. You can set your own schedule, so you're never really running late. Eating whatever you want, whenever you want. No commute. Rolling out of bed five minutes before work starts. And how it's easier to work out in the middle of the day. You know, uh, mm-hmm. like I, I know that Joe, something, you know, when he was working from home, you know, he would run out, he'd go for a bike ride or something. Usually in the early part, grab some lunch. Yep, Chris, had the freedom and flexibility to Chris do that. Chris has been doing the uh, the midday workouts because, you know, instead of using his lunch hour, he can go do that instead. Go do that. Right. Uh, a few more that made the list. Less gossip. Avoiding certain, although Fritch made it clear yesterday, that's the part she missed the most from being out of the workplace. <laughs> uh, avoiding certain coworkers and not having to wear pants. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.